Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness Podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast, episode 47, in fact. (laughs) I'm Erica, and I'm thrilled to have you with me. Today, we're going to talk about something uh, that I actually heard on another podcast, and it really struck me just kind of is different language, I suppose, for for a topic that um, I have talked about before. And the person that I'm referring to was a woman called Marissa Peer. And I heard her speaking on James Wedmore's podcast. If you've not heard of um, James Wedmore's podcast, he has a podcast called the Mind Your Business Podcast. I'm going to link that particular episode in the show notes. Um, And Marissa Peer is a an author, a speaker, and a celebrity therapist, in fact. Um, but she talked about lots of things in that episode that were really awesome. But this one thing that really stuck with me and, and seems really relevant to the work that I do, helping people to move well, move often, and treat themselves with kindness. And that idea is this one of making the unfamiliar familiar. And so it's about, you know, taking something that we want for ourselves that is currently unfamiliar and making it more familiar. So the thing that's of note here is that as humans, human brains, they love familiarity. Familiarity equals safety. And the interesting thing about this is that it equals safety, not from an actual safety perspective, right? So some of the behaviors that we engage with that we are familiar with are not necessarily the safe ones, right? So if we are... um, abusing any kind of substance, if we are um, overeating, if we are engaging in any kind of sort of habit that actually takes us further away from the way that we want to feel, um, it isn't necessarily the actual safe option, right? But as far as our system is concerned, what is familiar is safe and what is familiar is repeated. And so we get into these like behavior loops almost where it's just like they just, these things just play out. Um, you know, it's like you pick up your phone and you're like, how am I in Facebook again? Or how have I just, you know, done this thing again when I didn't even really want to do it? It's just becomes so familiar. And so that's why sometimes creating new habits can feel really tricky because they're not familiar yet. Right. And so one of the things that um, Marissa talked about and that I want to talk about today is this idea of like, okay, how do we make the unfamiliar familiar then? And is that kind of like an interesting way to think about building a new habit? So I want to talk about this from the perspective of moving well and moving often and treating yourself with kindness. So we might think of it as being like, you know, getting on the yoga mat more often. We might think of it as shifting from that really negative self-talk to talking to yourself with kindness. And when we're thinking about going from, let's say, not doing yoga at all to doing yoga twice a week. The the doing yoga twice a week is really unfamiliar. Every time you go to do it, it's going to feel unfamiliar because it's not a habit yet. It's not familiar yet. The thing is, the only way to get from unfamiliar to familiar is to do it. 
<laughs> it's repetition, right? And as humans, we're working against our natural kind of instinct, I suppose, for want of a better word, to stick with what's familiar. And that's why there is no real shortcut here. There's no way to get around the fact that at some point when you know what it is you want, you have to commit and then like show up for yourself on repeat until it becomes more familiar. And then once some, once these things are more familiar, then they're easier to maintain because then our human brain wants to stick with what's familiar, right? Because it feels safe. So from the perspective of a yoga practice or from the perspective of talking to yourself or treating yourself with kindness, it's finding all of these opportunities to practice. So let's use the example of treating yourself with kindness just for a moment, and then we'll use the the yoga example as well. If we were thinking about this example of treating yourself with kindness, familiarity becomes this piece where every time we notice that we're moving away from kindness towards ourselves, whether it's, you know, the language that we're using inside our head, whether it's the choices that we've made, we get to like notice it and then choose again. We get to choose in the direction of kindness, even if we already made a choice that took us away from that. And then it just becomes more and more familiar. Every time we catch ourselves, it's like, oh, okay, switch it out, getting more familiar, getting more familiar. And then it becomes a lot more automatic. When it comes to, you know, getting ourselves on the yoga mat, the only way to make that more familiar is to do it and to keep doing it and to keep committing to showing up for yourself. And so I think that's where we come unstuck because, you know, if we have to rely on motivation, which we've talked about before as well, but if we have to rely on motivation, that is a fickle beast, (laughs) you know, it is not going to carry us through because it doesn't really show up as often as we need it to, to carry us through to that point where the unfamiliar becomes familiar. So I hope that language, you know, sparks some interest in you in the same way that it did for me. I was like, I like that. And I like that way of thinking about this because there's a, there's almost like a friendliness to it, you know? It's like just introducing yourself, getting a little more familiar with this idea, playing with it, kind of looking at it from different angles. And and yet it also still allows us to just recognize that hey, you know, at the end of the day the responsibility sits with us to make the changes that we want to make to feel well, right? I always, as you um, know, if you've been listening for any length of time, I really like to avoid the shoulds and I like to avoid the have-tos. So this is not about creating rigidity for yourself um, just for the sake of it because then that becomes a very punishing act. It's more about really recognizing like how do I want to feel? What do I want to make familiar? For me, I want self-kindness to be familiar. I want that kind voice in my head to be the more familiar one than the nasty one. And that means that every time the nasty one pipes up, I have to choose to like get the kind one on board. And it's an active process. It's not passive. It's not uh, automatic even yet, really. Um, and and that might put some people off um, because it is an active process. So, you know, I, I don't think we can ever avoid the fact that at some point we have to, and there I've said those words I don't like, we have to, we get to commit to ourselves if we choose to. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to make the unfamiliar more familiar and get us 
to that point where those habits or those things that we desire for ourselves become possible. So I hope that gives you some food for thought. I'd love to know what you think. Come find me, come share your ideas with me and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon.